Welcome. I hope you're having a festive day. You are listening to Provisions and Libations, and I am your host, Robin Bogue, on the Mission Matters Podcast Network. Today's topic is the Feast of the Seven Fishes. And you're wondering, seven? Really? Yes, actually. And it is a uh, tradition that hails from Italy um, all the way back to the 1800s. And so it is a feast of any seven fish, including shellfish. It does not have to be all one or all the main menu. It can be divided into um, appetizers, the main course, and soups, salads, and the whole deal. So I have I learned about this about a year ago, and I saved it as a topic for talking this year because I felt like it would be a, a perfect conversation piece to have in December. And um, especially because the Feast of Seven Fishes is always served on Christmas Eve as the tradition. So it comes from Italian Americans, and it is a Christmas Eve celebration that operates similarly to Thanksgiving with traditional dishes and practices that span generations, decades, and oceans. Known in Italy as La Villa, which translates to the Eve as in December 24 or Christmas Eve, the Feast of Seven Fishes isn't a religious celebration. Instead, think of it as a big festive fish forward meal. The history of the Feast of the Seven Fishes began, like I said, prior to 1861. The geographic area that's now Italy was a group of regions, each with its own government. Due to its long coastlines, seafood featured prominently in the cuisines of what we know now call Southern Italy. And then people migrated to the United States and other parts of the world in the late 19th century and early 20th centuries, and they brought their food traditions with them. And that's how we connect with it here in the United States. So they talk about why seven. You don't have to stop at seven, but the, the history and the tradition of it is it may have a biblical significance or reference. There are seven sacraments and seven deadly sins in um, the Catholic religion. And a lot of Italians are Catholic as that's their religion of practice. With the seven sacraments, we're talking about baptism, Eucharist, confirmation, reconciliation, anointing of the sick, marriage, and ordination. And then with the seven deadly sins, those are pride, greed, wrath, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth. I actually had to look up sloth. I wanted to know what that meant. And it just means that you're without spirit. And so um, you don't practice any type of faith. So that's what that meant. So let's get into the food of the Feast of the Seven Fishes. So, um, like I said earlier, it doesn't have to be all seven fishes for the main course. And it is not just fish. It can be also shellfish. So then that way you break it up and make it more interesting. Um, Back in the day, you know, 100 years ago, there would be favorite aunts, your grandmother, your great-grandmother. 
and your uncle Vito, and they would bring specific items. And that was their annual participation for the Feast of Seven Fishes. Nowadays, it's a little more diluted. Uh, Traditions change. We're definitely more relaxed. You don't find that true heritage, true culture at the dining table as much anymore. We, as a nation, as a world, tradition doesn't follow as it used to. And so things change, especially being in America. They can bring their traditions here, but then it incorporates other American rituals that, you know, America is a melting pot. And there are so many people here with so many different backgrounds and diversity and everyone coming together and being in tight quarters and living in a small area They're able to see what other people are doing. And then people are marrying outside of their faith and their their race and their religion and their traditional background. And so then their families become multi-dual. And now it's you've got um, two different uh, aspects that you're living in, two different lifestyles. And it's amazing that we're able to do that and combine that. So that way we can learn so much more and we're creating our own new ways of living and what are what will what we do for our festivities, for our holidays. So a way to break this up, your first course could be a snack and an appetizer that you could prepare a baked stuffed clam or baked and raw oysters, shrimp cocktail, That's an easy way to start before sitting down to a plated food at the table. My personal favorite would be a prosciutto wrapped scallop as scallops are my favorite fish. And then prosciutto wrapped, I mean, how can you go wrong with that? A second course would be a green and seafood salad or a green salad with fish and then a seafood salad, meaning either one or two. So seafood in a salad, with traditional Italian greens like endives, arugula, and radicchio are a good idea between two heavier courses and the red and green colors are holiday appropriate. So you can, you have a lot of play and a lot of give. Uh, Your third course could be a hearty seafood stew, which is also one of my favorites, cipino. My kids will tell you Anytime that we ate at a restaurant and Chipino was on the menu, I ordered it when they were little and I would take the octopus and I would stick one of the tentacles right in the corner of my lip and I'd let it hang down. And then I just look around the table and, and kind of smile at everybody until somebody noticed. And usually it'd be my mom saying, Robin Elaine, stop that. And then everyone would look and then I'd be grinning from ear to ear because that's what I like to do when I order Chipino. So that is actually a very true story. I have done that more than a dozen times in my life. I should not be proud, but you know, that's just who I am. Another classic would be the cachucho uh, seafood stew or a white seafood brodetto for a different style of fish, fish stew. Then we can get into what everyone knows for Italian food is pasta. The fourth course could be all about the pasta. And so that you can do something like linguine and clam sauce or um, a layered lasagna with fish rather than, you know, the sausage or a pasta salad that has fish with it. 
the fifth course. Now this becomes the meatier part. This is the meaty fish entrees. And it's nice, although some people are not used to it, for a significance of abundance, you're supposed to serve the fish whole, meaning that the fish and the tail are still, the fish head and the tail are still included. I personally don't like that. I see that a lot in Mexican restaurants and I don't want to look at the eyeball when I'm eating. I don't want to look at the hole where the eyeball used to be. If it's not there anymore, I don't want to imagine where that eyeball is sitting anywhere in the kitchen or on my plate or on the floor because it <laughs> rolled off. So me, I like to have my fish prepared a little bit more than that. But fried fish can also be a part of the main course. You can make an oven fried fish if you didn't want to deep fry or think about a shallow fry like crab cake. Um, you could also do salmon, halibut, or spicy fried shrimp. So as long as you incorporate seven different fishes, you have managed the seven feast, seven fishes ideal. And so your sixth course can be a palate cleanser and that you could do something like a lemon ricotta cleanser with, um, it's like a sorbet. And so in that way, then you can jump into your dessert, dessert course. With that, they, many people would serve Italian Christmas cookies as during the holidays, we, everybody's sharing and giving of cookies, but a traditional dessert with Italian food is, um, tiramisu. So if you're interested in this, I definitely recommend Googling it. Google the recipes and try it. It would be your Christmas Eve dinner. I do know um, once I decided I was going to do this podcast, this movie called Seven Fishes showed up on my Netflix account. So if you want to see an Italian-American family, and it's I think it's filmed in the 70s or it's it's made to look like it was filmed in the 70s. And it's a story about a young boy and his family and the legacy of their Christmas Eve dinner. And um, it takes you through like the, the Christmas Eve weekend and the preparation and the ongoing from the great grandma to the grandma to the mom and the dad and all of the uncles and then the nephews and, you know, their storyline. And it was just a fun, goofy little movie. It wasn't the best acting, but it sure was entertaining to watch. And I wanted to see what, what I would learn about the their meal. And they do talk about it during the whole thing. And then they had the, the specific uncle did this every year. And then the grandma complained that they had to soak one of the fish in water and it's part of the ritual and you're supposed to change the water out very often and her complaint every year is you don't change the water out and so then he's like oh I can't handle this I'm getting up and then he gets up from the table and um so then it, it flashes over to a young lady who's a dinner guest and the grandma doesn't like her because she is um English and not Italian and so the grandma doesn't want her grandson dating outside of their heritage and so she's not very nice to the young lady and um, so it's kind of fun to watch just because she's speaking Italian to her and the young girl doesn't realize that she's really not being nice. But if you watch the movie, the grandmother tells the, the girl about what she was saying because the girl said, oh, that's when you said, and I can't say the word because it's a bad word, and they're sitting in church. 
And so it's kind of a funny moment and it lets you know right there where the grandmother's accepting her into their life. And so it is a great story. It was, it was fun. I bet you I watch it again just because it was kind of a cute story. So anyway, we will finish on that. If you wanted to see a fun, fun movie, go to Netflix and look up The Feast of Seven Fishes and you'll get to learn from it there. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please follow Provisions and Libations wherever you listen to podcasts. I will be back next week with an all new episode. I am your host, Robin Bogue. You can learn about me on my website, eatdrinkandbemerry.online, or my LinkedIn profile, Robin Bogue. I look forward to entertaining you, informing you, and enlightening you with the perfect accommodations for connoisseurs of provisions and libations with an Epicurean flair. But first, let's eat and drink. Mm-hmm.